Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Write that. Write that down, Fumi Saito. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Hello from rainy night in Burbank, California. For joining us for the first episode of the new year. Let's write that down. My name is Justin Nipper. I edit at FightGameMedia.com. Staff writer, ResonanceServer.com. I also look for ResonanceServer.com. Cyberfight. We're back. We talked about this week all the New Year's action from stardom at Sumo Hall to Budokan show, January uh, 1st, Noah show, all Japan at Corken Hall, West Kingdom, 17th of June, all the good stuff, all of what we can expect us to talk about if we were to talk about news from Lots to talk about, so let's jump right in. Before we jump in, if you have not already, please subscribe to the Fight Game Movie Podcast feed on Spotify or Apple. Wherever you are listening to your podcast currently, it helps us out very much. All right, let's jump right in. Happy New Year, everyone. All right, welcome back. Fumi-san, hello from Burbank. Hello from Tokyo. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How do we say uh, Happy New Year in Japanese? Can you teach everyone? Okay, akemashite. That's a good one. Happy New Year. That's good to know. Uh, but, but you can't say it. Uh, you can't say it for too much longer. After third, you can. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little late for us, but, yeah, but okay. it's good to know. Good to know. So it's like uh, through the end of the year into New Year's Eve, into New Year's Day, and all the way to Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom. It was like a wrestling, you know, holiday for a lot of wrestling fans out here. Mm. So many uh, international foreign tour you know, tourists came back this year. Yeah, first time in a couple of years. Three years, I think. Yeah, because it wasn't as many as like a 2017, 18, 19. And the, mm. the big COVID thing was 2020 and 21 into 20. Two so the end of the year, so now it's 2023. 20, I think 
people felt that it's been a while, it's been three years, that uh, they would come back. And I see a lot, a lot of international tourists. Yeah. Well, still in town, probably, because you have, we're talking January 4th right now, that the old New Japan had New Year Dash at the Ota Gymnasium tonight, and that's like a season premiere. Yeah. Right, that's where all the big storylines are often Come up, yeah. all the big, maybe a surprise or two, maybe a new uh, face or, or somebody's last appearance. That was usually the the uh, tradition, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially the past couple of years. And uh, what's important is like a new storyline to come up, yeah, mm-hmm, and something mm-hmm. to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, it will be very interesting. And also January 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Well, January 1st was obviously that the pro wrestling knows Nippon Budokan show, the big, huge, great Muta is Shinsuke Nakamura thing. That was a huge deal. But actually, January 1st, there were more wrestling cards in town, too. And second, third, not just all Japan, uh, January, traditional January 2nd and 3rd, Korakuen Hall, but the same night, see, those are noon show. You had an independent group run the card at the Tokyo Dome. And January 4th, hours before New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Joshi had Korakuen show. Yeah. Because uh, my uh, my good friend that, uh, that uh, Max in, in Pala worked, so... So, what was the first uh, show of this this string of shows that I've been to? <laughs> yeah, it was the, the past. The first so, we days. were talking earlier. You said uh, you said you mentioned Stardom, Stardom December twenty ninth at Sumo Palace, um, Stardom show. Yeah, that was a real big, big show. And um, yeah, then I was I, I spent time. It was my birthday, January first, so I had to spend my time with my right. family. So I did not go to Budokan show. But I did watch the whole show on Abema Delay, yeah, feed. So it was my experience to watch a big show on 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 Abema, you know, live stream. I mean, like a streaming service thing, so you can hear the commentary. Yeah. And uh, January third, happy, happy birthday, happy well, belated birthday, of course. Thank you. Um, and there was a quite. You mentioned commentary. There were quite famous people doing commentary in the, on the Japanese side. Ah, okay, because well, they were like celebrity shows. Yeah, like uh, you know, K One fighters and pro professional boxers mm-hmm. and Takeru. Takeru yeah, and uh, uh, I think Rina Matsuki. She's like a like a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, and and um, Liger was there. Sure, sure, regular commentator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on on English commentary side, they had my friend Paul Lezenby. That's yeah, right. That's former right. Pancras fighter and pro- professional wrestler, mm-hmm. kickboxer, and MMA fighter, and now Hollywood stuntman in the person. And author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the author, that everybody was bouncer, you know, thing. Yeah. And and uh, it, it was great to have him there because he had actually has a lot of experience with a lot of the wrestlers that were on the Noah card that night. Yeah. Like yeah. And also he can talk about, you know, the, his own experience at the Pancras Dojo. He came in as a rookie. <laughs> I'm talking about Paul, Paul Lezenby. And uh, I'm hoping that he'll have, you know, they'll have him as a regular color commentator for English feed of professional uh, pro wrestling Noah. Hmm. Because he's a pro wrestler and also he has MMA background, 
and uh, Japanese culture in general. You know, because he came over here 25 years ago, back in '97. He lived in, he had lived in Bankers Dojo and was trained by both uh, Minoru Suzuki and Masakatsu Funaki. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I mean, what's great is that, like we said earlier, he has this common bond with actually quite a few of the yeah, yeah Canadian, uh, American professional wrestlers. Yeah, Sa- same or similar. Training styles, or even similar trainers, and mm-hmm. you know, also out of the same you know, Japanese, period. you know, like a like a dojo training mentality that he can explain yes. that to Western audience. Yeah, uh, I don't know if people saw it, and I don't know how much they mentioned it on the Japanese commentary, but I did see that uh, fighter Shinya Aoki mm. was mm. in attendance. Okay, yeah. But it, they have a tendency that, uh, that you know people in Abema TV would like to have like a name guest commentators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. you know, they, a, see, traditional pro wrestling fans audience don't necessarily appreciate you know sometimes don't appreciate you know outside commentator that you need in depth commentator right instead of celebrity commentator. Mm. But it was more of a media attention that, you know, famous people doing a commentary on the big show. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, yeah. uh, there, was, oh, there was a singer as well on this uh, broadcast, Funky Kato. Mm, mm, mm. He was kind but of But it's good that they're arresting yeah, fans, in, you know, generally, so. Yeah, it adds a different flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It adds a different It also it gives you, uh, like, a... Yeah, it's a big, you know, big deal event, big time event, you know, you know, air to it. Yes, yeah. it feels like a huge deal. Yeah, for casual, not quite casual, but uh, for almost most wrestling fans' eyes, that that Budokan show was one match deal, like Great Muta against Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, I won't, I know that the pro wrestling knower won't audience to feel that it was really top to bottom, you know, to bottom with all important matches. And today's main event, again, the GHC title match, you know, was Kiyomiya against Ken O. But it was mm-hmm. a double main event that came first. Then you have very special, you know, introduction of Shinsuke Nakamura was this, you know, the, the Japanese wadaiko drum and uh, violin and all this almost like music entrance with new costume and whole thing and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura ring entrance. Then Keiji, uh, the great Muta. And uh, it was, uh, it, well, it, it had this instant classic atmosphere right there. And uh, which, uh, okay, uh, for most people, yes, uh, Great Muta against Shinsuke Nakamura was so special, you know, like a miracle match. And uh, mm. for, you know, like annual calendar year main event, that's Kiyomiya against Ken O GHC title match. So that's why it's double title match. But it had a di- almost like a different perspective in, in, in two different, you know, it's like different, like two different worlds, right, almost. Yeah, I mean, if I had to, break them into two groups it definitely and this is very general but there's a generation of older fans and there's a generation of fans that don't connect with keiji muto because you know if you're in your 20s now that means you were born in the mid 90s <laughs> right which is when he was at his big he was, he was right, but popular. 
So, that hasn't quite discovered pro wrestling at the time, right? We might, just, you and I might have a different feeling towards it because we have different experience with yeah, it, right? yeah. And uh, so I think that could be part of it too. Younger fans want to identify no, and so enjoy the younger wrestlers. Even between Shinsuke Nakamura and Great Muta, uh, they're from two different generations too. That's true too. Yeah, but it was. But uh, people need to realize that at one point maybe almost 10 years ago now, I mean, Nakamura was hands down the most popular wrestler in Japan. Yes. Hands down. Yeah. Both when he, Nakamura when he and to... Tanahashi out of mm -hmm. New Japan. That those two became breakthrough superstar out of dark age of professional wrestling in Japan. Early 2000. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Yeah. We had to wait the rise of a new star. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then, basically, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, a former IWGP champion, graduated from Japanese wrestling and went to America. Then it's been six years since. Uh, he's one of those characters that people have very different views of because if you only see his recent WWE, WWE stuff, yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, different than the reaction that he got at Budokan. Yeah, very different. Yeah, because uh, the place like Budokan with large audience, you know, you have wrestling fans that been watching wrestling probably just about three years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you would have to be watching at least ten, fifteen years to appreciate, you know, the overall who Shinsuke Nakamura was and Great Muta, you know, the superstar for the past what thirty years at least. Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah. Consistent, very consistent. Okay, well, what do you? What was your take on this? Like a very art, like art piece, Great Muta Shinsuke Nakamura match. Well, some people say it was the best wrestling match, or the or the best show, or the best match they've ever seen live. I'm sure it was a different experience live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Television. It depends on what the definition of your best match you've seen thing. Yeah, but um. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. It was what it should have been. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought that especially the, maybe the last two minutes were the best parts of it. Very creative. Uh, Can you, what I, yeah. I wanted something particular. I wanted a, a bloodier, <laughs> more wild brawl. I wanted uh, like uh, Hase and Muta from oh, really? the early 90s. Oh, like a real brutal? I wanted them to just. Well, today's uh, audience no, nothing are not uh, flashy. as bloodthirsty, you know. And you know, and that's that kind of day, <laughs> you know. And we ended up getting instead of blood, we got the poison mist, mist the fog. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, were we so creative that, that uh, see Nakamura was wearing this, you know, whole body suit thing. You know, well, he wore that in in in. WWE ring too. Sometimes he had. He looks like a speed skater, Olympic speed skater. Yeah, but uh, that gives uh, it gave Great Muta the, the big you know opportunity that the, when your opponents wearing that, you're gonna rip the part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. I knew he was gonna take you know they're gonna take this or the rip the you know upper body part of the suit, rip it and uh, missed it. Then the whole upper body would be red or green or blue or whatever you know and which he you know he did obviously but the, the last part that 
he, well, he, he almost looked like he was kissing, you know, that, uh, but it was, it looked like he was, you know, biting the eyeballs or something too, you know? And, uh, but he got the idea was he chewed and sucked, sucked the, the poison out of great Muta and took it. Yeah. Just like you would to a, a snake. You yeah. Have to suck yeah. the venom out. Well, there you go. Yeah. He, he did it manually he he used a lip lock if we want to use wrestling parlance yeah he used a lip lock to <laughs> suck out the poisonous venom yeah. and actually you know i read in tokyo sports this week uh it says that well nakamura said that he absorbed yeah muta's dna <laughs> that's what that's what he told yeah. uh, tokyo sports he absorbed muta's dna through that so i wonder if he might down be the start road, using it yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe Nakamura, because Nakamura, maybe he inherited this. And he can uh, become, mist. I don't know, great Shin or something. Great Shinsuke. Yeah, or something, and become or, like or, a, or, much like your Finn Balor. Like Asuka. Yeah, Finn Balor or Asuka. Finn Balor. You know, like uh, your alter ego thing. You can be two sure. different char- char- character from that point on. And every now and then he becomes evil you know, version of Shinsuke Nakamura because Shinsuke Nakamura is much like your Michael Jackson style, right? So in Japan, he was, he's been, but uh, yeah, uh, he, they were so creative that they used red mist first, then went in, or the, the dark mist first, then red mist, then green at the end. I don't know how they hit it, but uh, yeah, different color. Mist, yeah. And uh, you have to, you know, just spray the, you know, the mist into your face because big audience on big screen, like in a big building, like Budokan, you'll be seeing a screen. So you, the camera will be on your face that uh, it has to be all red, all black, all green kind of thing. Yeah. But the finish was still Kinshasa. Yeah. And it went to Nakamura and it was kind of, it was one of those beautiful send offs, those kind of transition from uh, uh, my spot to your spot. I really felt like um, a lot of of people inside the Budokan, I felt like Shinsuke Nakamura, when he he won, there was a lot of emotion there. It was visible. Yeah, and then also the way end of the ramp, they were standing together. Standing together, uh, arm in arm. Yeah. Kind of like doing their pose. Uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H type of deal. Something like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Memorable. Yeah, very at memorable. the end of the day, it's like, thank you very much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like very, very symbolic. It's like, yeah, obviously, Great Muta's final appearance as Great Muta, a single match. We'll still have the Yokohama Arena sting and, you know, Darby Allen thing coming up. But uh, yeah, the Shinsuke Nakamura single match was very, very special. So he really had a great, you know, like a final ending scene. Huh? Yeah, and he doesn't, uh, Muta doesn't really have a contemporary peer, right? There's nobody around Stand alone, this age right. that's, that's a big international superstar and Japanese wrestler. It's Nakamura who is, is probably yeah, the biggest. Yeah, Nakamura because probably the stage. is in the international stage, yes. In the previous era, Great Muta was the biggest international Japanese superstar. So, right. So it's kind of like passing the baton. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. And Shinsuke Nakamura deserves it because everybody recognizes him as WWE superstar. And Japanese local fans remember him as a New Japan superstar. 
So it's like, you know, big, huge player went to America, major league, and he, you know, came back and made a special appearance. And also, what was interesting was that uh, Progressing Nor didn't have any business dealing with WWE, you know, un- until up to this point. So it was like, wow, you know, they they let Nakamura come in, you know, because this is a big, big, great military sent off. And uh, yeah, it's, the whole thing was very, very special. Yeah, and I think it came off good for, for everybody involved. And it was great because there was WWE star there. You had Shinsuke Nakamura. You had Kenta from New Japan appearing. Yeah, tagging with my old friend Marufuji, yes. That's right. That was another one of the bigger matches, too, the reunion, Marukan. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see. It was, yeah. uh, it was like watching an old Noah match. Yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And also, Kenta seems more relaxed these days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah. He's, he's, something he's, uh, about his attitude. Intense or like, uh, I'll fight you anytime kind of guy. But uh, he looks kind of relaxed these days. Yeah, a little bit. I'm not saying he's been soft or anything, but uh, it's more like becoming more veteran, likable kind of guy, you know? I mean, different character for some reason. I think he looks more comfortable. You know, having Kenta on Pro Wrestling Noir environment is like a reunion in itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think the people he wrestled, I think there's a lot of trust between all of those guys. So I think when you have that trust, that usually makes for more special. Yeah, and it's also more special, it's a perfect more, um... day, New Year's Day holiday, the biggest holiday in Japan. And then it's like good feelings. It's more like a reunion. Yeah. Because welcome home type deal, right? So. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's kind of becoming the tradition now. Welcome back, Kenta, on January 1st. It's <laughs> the second time that, okay, he, yeah. that he's done it. He did last year, he did this year. Yeah, well, he's a New Japan wrestler now, but in the back of the people's mind, it's, it's always been either old Japan or... I mean, Baba's era, old Japan at the end, and pro wrestling, you know, a guy who went to WWE. Then now he's with New Japan, but the Kenta looks like he's always an outsider guy with New Japan environment. <clears throat> so it was a good feeling. and But the, it was also <clears throat> was an opportunity for pro wrestling, you know, to showcase Kiyomiya and Ken O title match. <clears throat> That's, Which was that's today's main outstanding. Event. Yeah. yeah, it was real good that's match, right. but uh, they did not turn the 
next page because they just had the same line, you know, the, the Kiyomiya against Kenwo title match in December. Do you think they turned the page for another chapter? It looks like it was, it was a sequel, of course, but uh, for me, it didn't really, you know, show you another, you know, like a new page. Does that make, make sense? I think it's the <clears throat> introduction of another era of Kaito Kiyomiya coming this year. Yeah, yeah, because those guys are definitely top, you know, two two wrestlers, you know, for the current progressing you know, roster, and. Uh, Kengo is becoming more of more of this the leader of you know Congo faction and much like your Ricky Choshu's Ishingun or I thought the same yeah and or you know Masa Chono's his NWO Japan and the Team Two Thousand thing the fat heel faction mm-hmm. but the people secretly love them you know. Yeah, right. Kind of Anti-hero. Yeah. Well, even last night after Naito's, you know, tag you know, the, the tag team match situ- situation, that the Nor guys with Congo, you know, tracksuit top and bottom, they they hit Naito's press conference and Kenwo demanded single match against Naito, which will be big. Yeah. Mm. yeah. W Yokohama Arena, one of the top card, and uh, that's like a to be continued. You know, those video clips are great. You know. And uh, yeah, mm. uh, I'm just hoping that uh, the people, like uh, over, not just pro wrestling Noah fan, but uh, pro wrestling fan in Japan, accept Kong, you know Kengo and his faction as something special. Yeah, it does feel like a kind of a throwback to the original Ishingun mm-hmm. as a spirit. The Choshu spirit mm-hmm. has the outsiders, right? Not, not giving an inch really, and uh, always fighting the establishment. Yeah, because mm. uh, they're mm. the lovable underdogs, right? Yeah. So, but the key, and another fan told me that in the last, you know, the, the, the other night, the people were there to watch Great Muta against Shinsuke Nakamura, but uh, there was a title match right before that. It's like a two blonde guy. Right, that's like a two blonde guy. Kiyomiya has blonde hair, Japanese person with blonde hair, and Ken Oh, yeah, that's his trademark blonde hair. Two blonde hair Japanese guys in the title match. This guy went to bathroom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what a shame. Yeah, but you know, what a shame. Came back, but the, 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 Kiyomiya's hair can be just natural color instead of blonde. You know, that's what he was saying. Yeah, that's relatively. Yeah, I think that's a new thing, though. I think he's only been doing that since like November, October. Yeah, I think he started doing that after the after he did the N. He won the N one. Yeah. Okay. Then he stopped doing the the black hair and Muto esque pants. <laughs> right, right. But then he had more of a Misawa like green, you know, tr- you know, tights. So, yeah. But uh, but it is. Kiyomiya still have some room to really improve, though, really. But we know he is, he will be the guy, and I'm hoping he will be like progressing North's answer to Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. I think he is already the mini Okada. I think his performance in that GHC match was perfect, yeah. like beautiful, perfect kind of wrestling. I mean, I don't know who throws a better drop kick right now. Yeah, but, but I'm an old-fashioned old fan, good. and I start getting tired about, you know, 2.9, you know, come nine, 2.999 second kick out thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. So the... 
Then you must have liked the uh, the Jay White and Okada match. Yeah, one time. finish move, you know, because they mm. wouldn't let each other's finish move, you know, to, to be executed. Then, then, then the final Rainmaker will hit, you know, hit, and that would be the end. And uh, that, to me, is very convincing. Yeah, we were talking about a lot of things already at the January 1st Budokan show, and I've been to... Uh, January third, all Japan. It's it's still in Korakuen with you know what uh, seventeen hundred people. Uh, with, you know that's you can't compare that with Budokan and Tokyo Dome. But they did have triple crown match uh, that the Miyahara against the Takuya Nomura from Big Japan, and that was the type of main event they could give this time. And the match was pretty good. And uh, but uh, that really shows you where all Japan is today, you know? Mm. Yeah. But with all Japan, but, um... even with the all Japan, with the English commentary and in, in English play-by-play, you know, they still have a chance, you know, in, in the English-speaking world, too, I believe. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of great and very, very talented young guys. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. the all Japan roster. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one of their big all Japan young guy stars uh showed up in noah earlier this week oh jake lee right he was he was kind of the the talk of the town in the japanese yeah uh, and I even, Who, the, I where is he going he was to go going new japan for sure and uh he chose pro wrestling noah instead yeah well probably if he went to new japan it probably would be kind of a lost in shuffle too you know so many superstars there but uh, yeah, Jake Lee will probably have better chance with pro wrestling Noah this year. What do you think? You know, I think stylistically, I think he's a much better fit with Noah. The and, what, what, the, the kicking. Uh, yeah, as far as wrestling style goes, he can blend in more uh, with pro wrestling Noah puck seamlessly. seamlessly yeah. yeah, but also he's also um, he can talk. Quite well, he could. Spe- he's a good speaker, uh, and I think no one needs. Talking about? Yeah, yeah, on the mic. Yeah, yeah I think he has a, a good uh, and y- unique personality that a lot of the Noah guys, they, it's not their specialty. Yeah, and I think, I think somebody like uh, Jake Lee, I think he has a big following among the women. Oh, okay, and I think this Jack Morris fella also has. Uh, uh, large following among women, so I think this is kind of like the think... Ikemen heel team. <laughs> I think Jake Lee is good with male audience. He should be sure. He should sure. be loner. This, you know, should not really join up with any existing factions. He's a loner, you know, and uh, that'll be his thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I don't know uh, what to expect. Yeah, but that be a, next the week. Jake Lee will be a very big addition to Noah roster this year. Yeah, He has a nice match. His debut match next week is with Yoshiki Inamura, who is another great rookie Noah has. Okay. Big, gigantic ex-sumo. Yeah, yeah. With the, the, the singlet, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Singlet and the headband. Right. Looks like he's straight out of... Uh, Fist of the Northern Star. <laughs> yeah, real big guy. I mean, real thick guy for Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you can't wait. Like, you know, like, a, there is no Young Lion style things, like, you know, like your rookie league that the pro wrestling knows should 
produce new stars quicker than New Japan. Yeah. I, I think since uh, the business side of things have settled down a bit since the pandemic, I know that there is uh, more of an emphasis on training younger guys out of the new, uh, excuse me, Noah Doji. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the, the guy who wrestled the first match on the Budokan show, his name is Taishi Ozawa. He just had his first match in September. Mm. So, and I think he's, they're, they were investing a lot of uh, effort and, and, energy into this guy uh but i think it's a slower process like you said just because there are less members of the noah dojo yeah in japan yeah. at the moment but it's exciting to have like a whole new roster of stars with new fans that's what they mm-hmm. really need you know the no when you it's a new, new, new yeah because when you talk about progressing noah it's really hard to not to talk about misawa and kobashi and you know what i'm saying yeah, it's really you don't want to erase that, but the, it was almost like I'm still like not. It's not that long. Yeah, ago. I know that's really hard, you know, because Noah had its peak years, you know, and Noah had its own Tokyo Dome show, you know, it was like Kobashi against Akiyama, that you know, it's like the, they already had the best years, but now it's that was then and this is now, right? Well, thankfully, I, I think the you know the plan going forward. I think Kiyomiya is the guy who is going to lead the ship. Yeah, yeah. They hand him the ball very and young let him run. And uh, it's only twenty six. As fast as you can, as long as you can. Yeah, as far as you can. He... So, what a lot of people don't realize, excuse yeah. me, is that he's really young, and he has this capability it's almost like a special ability to see something and do it almost perfectly without really having to practice yeah much natural athlete and, uh, you know who is just like that was Mitsuharu Misawa yeah kind of um kind of like only like genius kind of you show them anything and they could do it perfectly and they can kind of do it better than you <laughs> pretty much right away yeah yeah he has that ability and uh, how much he's kind of, you know, matured in the past five yeah, years. Yeah, the guy has all the element, but you still need this X factor to be special, special. I think in Kiyomiya's case, it's time. Time, yeah. That's that X factor. I think uh, he needs to prove himself over time, and thankfully he is still very young. Yeah. So. And I think, uh, he uh, will have with the performance. Of so you will have to be able, you know, we will have to have, you know, win all the, you know, existing established, you know, legends that's within pro wrestling. You know, I would like to beat, you know, to have him beat people like Fujita that, or uh, Sakuraba or Funaki, those people in single match situation. Like Keiji Muto this summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we need to, you know, defeat these people in single match situation in convincing fashion. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot to ask? So <laughs> we're going to see how it goes because I think the the voyage begins kind of you know now. I think from January into the future yeah, is, yeah. is going to be Kimia's time to show show the world what he can do and yeah, show if he can be that guy, that guy that can carry the entire company, company yeah. out of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's 
and that's the job of the GHC heavyweight champion. Yeah, and then also progressing noise is a company with the new technology, you know, this cyber agent, cyber fight and the wrestler universe and streaming service and that would be marketed internationally. And with this full time uh, if they have full time English play by play and commentary team, uh, the, the broadcast not the broadcasting but the streaming, right? Uh mm -hmm. the important, you know, pay per views all you know worldwide. The, the pro wrestling no has chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like New Japan. Yeah. But let's talk about the uh, the January fourth Wrestle Kingdom we just watched last night. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just a few hours ago. Oh, uh, not just a few hours ago. It was like yesterday for me already. But uh, it was like I got to the building like at 2 o'clock, and I was there till 9.30. Jeez. <laughs> it was like all day. It's a long day. Oh, yeah. But it was like when you get off the train at the Suidobashi station, basically everybody who got off the, uh, the train station at the Suidobashi all walked to the Tokyo Dome. You know, they're walking through that, that bridge in, into Tokyo Dome City. It's like everybody's going to Tokyo Dome. Oh, my gosh, you know. And uh, Yeah, you can't get lost. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all the wrestling T-shirt people and baseball cap with wrestling logo on it. And uh, lots of international tourists and family, you know. And, and it's a perfect day for wrestling. And uh, uh, even if you're not a wrestling fan that much, that just – going to WrestleMania, you are going in Tokyo, you know, go to Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th every year, kind of like that, you know, and uh, tradition. I think so. I think so. But it was not the 90s Tokyo Dome in Kanji, Tokyo Dome, like 90s in New Japan. It's still Tokyo Dome January 4th. But I think that the word Wrestle Kingdom, now it's 17. So it's like new era, New Japan pro wrestling is really has this Wrestle Kingdom 17. Wow, it's been like this for 17 years now, kind of thing. I just re mm, realized. Established. Yeah, I think so. And they they started like at 2.30, 2.45 in the afternoon for like a three dark match in the matches they gave. And uh, the next special match first, you know, with the rookies. Then they give you this New Japan Rumble, the, the Battle Royal. Then I realized that, uh, whoa, these guys are not on main card, you know, tonight. It's like the Ishi, you know, like a Tomohiro Ishi, the Evo, the Greg, you know, Okan, the Kenta, or Jake, you know, Jeff Cobb, you know, or, ya or Yano, that, that too. But Taichi, that uh, Shingo Takagi, all these people are, are on Royal Rumble, not the Royal Rumble, I'm sorry, the, the New Japan Rumble, the, the, the Battle Royal thing, who, who are not on the main, you know, main card. Card. Well, that many guys are not on card. That tells you how big of a roster they have. Yeah. So uh, it was really interesting to see there, you know, it's like a warm up, right? You know, but these guys are stars, but they are not, not in, 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 in main card. Then they give you uh, Antonio Inoki Memorial's tag team matches, Fujinami in it, Fujinami teaming up with Minoru Suzuki and Tiger Mask, you know, going against Nagata, you know, Nagata and Kojima and Makabe. It's like, oh, that looks like a New Japan card, right? Then mm. Fujinami gave the very first that the uh, Sanda right after the tag team, the Fujinami doing it. So, right, that's uh, everybody knows that, you know, Fujinami is you know, Antonio Inoki's number one pro J, so he did the honor and uh, Fujinami did. Uh, 
very first uh, one each Santa of the evening, and uh, that warmed you know, crowd up. Then, 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 then the first match was already IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team, you know, title match, you know, Leo Rush and Yo and you know Francisco Akira and TJP. That is very much today's New Japan. And I noticed over the past, I guess, I don't know, eight years or ten years, um, that's the tradition usually at the big Tokyo Dome shows is to start the show off with junior, fast-paced. Yeah, junior heavyweight tag, tag team match. thing and uh, like, ooh, and ahs, right? Because mm-hmm. Leo Rush re- really fit right into this New Japan junior heavyweight division package. Yeah. So what does Francisco Akira and TJP? You know, Francisco Akira is from All Japan Pro Wrestling, actually. You know, that mm-hmm. he he was a dojo guy and, and trained and debuted in Japan, but uh, that uh, New Japan pretty much discovered him and signed him away. You know, and now he's pretty much full time New Japan junior heavyweight division, which is good international because he's from Italy and it's a different kind of marketing. Yeah. Mm. And he also speaks Japanese. Yeah. Mm. And TJP was like, you know, you, when was 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 TJP in, in 205 Live? A couple, three years ago? Mm. No. More, more than, than that? that. Okay. No. But he was with WWE, you know, once or twice, you know, in and out. But the, Yeah, like he was there like five or six years ago, and then he went back in the Indies, New Japan, Impact, and... Yeah, other places. But he fits right into this Japanese style, though. Really, he does. Oh, that's where he came from. He, he was an original LA Dojo kid. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Rocky Romero. Right, right. So um, that I enjoyed the, this, you know, very you know first match of the evening, you know, official, you know, round. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And uh, Leo Rush was another person that was huge, in, not the huge, but the real big star in the independent scene. Who went to WWE and didn't didn't do much you know, with him, and uh, this is a they didn't even use him as a wrestler, right? And uh, it was like right. more like a ma- manager or uh, like a part of the skit or something. But the Leo Rush uh, really can work Japanese style, the body, the size, yeah, and the style, yes. Then came second match. They placed IWGP Women's Title match in second match. You know, I was surprised. Yeah, but is that that kind of tells you where they put women's division in in New Japan environment? Mm. If it was in 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 the women's card, like a star card, you know, starter match, that the, the title match you would require at least it would require twenty minutes, twenty five minute match, huh? But they gave them five minute match. You know, Kyrie with insane elbow drop and beats Tom. And build-up was great, but the match itself was just five minutes. And it was a backdrop of introduction of Mercedes money instead. Hmm. Yeah. This is also a mixed bag, huh? You can tell people about that, you know, about that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so we had the six-minute title match. Five minutes, yeah. Yeah, Kyrie and Tam Nakano, and that was that. And then the lights went out, and Mercedes Monet yeah. debuted. It was a new and, costume uh, and a new hairdo and a whole bit. And uh, it was like uh, that introduction was, you know, like a 
like more important than, than the IWGP Women's Division, you know, women's t- you know, title match. It, I mean, it, the match felt like it was the setup for yeah, Sasha yeah. Banks. And that the ja- um, in, in Katakana, the, the, the back of the jacket said Banks in mm-hmm. Katakana. Yeah. So, and she took it off before she got into the ring. <laughs> very political, huh? Yeah, or, or very, maybe even political or poetic. Yeah. However you want to view right. it. But um, the crowd was uh, mystified. Mm. But um, maybe that's too strong of a word. Well, I don't know. It was like a, it was super quiet. <laughs> yeah, they were interested to see what who's that girl, this right? Who, who, person was about. Yeah, yeah because not there, like, like no, like everybody knew who the Sasha Bank was, though. Really, to be fair enough, that uh, Sasha Bank so much big, big of a star in the state side, but. Uh, She's really new in Japan, and, and, and so it was really her. And also her and debut for American audience listening to this, you know, our podcast. The Japanese wrestling market is not a part of the U.S. market. You know what I'm saying? It's independent. It's a it's a domestic market that doesn't need international. Wrestling. It is. It is good. Wrestling is international sport, international genre itself. But uh, looking at this whole streaming service from U.S. side, watching it with you know English commentary, you're watching two different things, almost. Hmm. That's right. I mean, it's the Japanese market is a self-sustaining domestic market. It it doesn't necessarily depend on WWE Former and other yeah. big. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't need. I mean, it, there are fans. There's yeah, it's been like that also, for a long time because of you know pandemic that uh, WWE hadn't had any tour for over three years. You know that the 2020, 21, 22 for three years, WWE did not come back for live tour, and end of. 2018, Dazon, you know, Dazon, the streaming service who used to carry mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw, which was uh, Tuesday morning Raw in Japan, and Friday Night SmackDown, which is Saturday morning SmackDown kind of thing, but uh, it was, they were you know, streaming live in Japan too, but uh, it was canceled uh, at the end of 2018. And uh, Sky Perfect TV, that the satellite dish package, the J Sport used to carry all the shows you know wwe programming but it was canceled last year and it's like wwe don't have tv right now in japan isn't that amazing and uh definitely three you know a couple years three four years that could be an eternity in some ways i I, it could change the way that people view uh yeah hardcore hardcore fans do have wwe network here of course. And there is no such thing as Peacock in Japan. You know, so it's That's a little right. bit different. And Hardcore already had WWE Network in Japan. And also the real Hardcore, uh, you know, who wants to watch Monday Night Raw and you know, Friday Night SmackDown in Japan, they would wait 24 hours and watch uh, YouTube feed 24 hours later. But that doesn't have Japanese subtitle on it. You know what I'm saying? 
And mm. uh, so Sasha Banks is not really, uh, I wouldn't say not relevant, but uh, uh, it's not the same perception as they have in the stateside. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, it's, but the, he, she shows up as a brand new character of this Mercedes money and uh, basically, you know, run, running an angle for this San Jose show, right? February 19th, that the Battle of Valley in San Jose, that the title match already announced the champion Kyrie against uh, Mercedes Money. And uh, that was like a, they used Tokyo Dome match for the, you know, for the backdrop for that, you know. Then that is probably how women's division fit in New Japan environment. That much is true, don't you think? My question is, is Mercedes Monet, is she under contract to stardom or is she under contract to New Japan? I think she's under contract with Bushiroad. How's that? Just Bushiroad, okay. Yeah, a parent okay. company part of it. Because Bushiroad was that uh, understanding that the, this Sasha Banks have, you know, 4 million followers on, on Twitter and another couple of followers on Instagram, that she will move the number. How's that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was their understanding of it. Yeah. Like more of a, <clears throat> not having match in Japan, but more of an international marketing purpose of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And therefore, they already announced San Jose show. You know, Kyrie against Mercedes Monet, and the very next day. So that was more of a purpose of the whole setup. So poor Tam, you know, Nakano Tam, that uh, she had the match, you know, for, for New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, uh, but it just was almost it was like a she lost the match in almost like a squash fashion, huh? Mm. Yeah. It was short. Yeah. It was a short. But the Kyrie does come off like a superstar. Does. She has that, I think that WWE-ness is still in Yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE-ness, huh? Yes. Yeah, like the poses (laughs) and the gestures and the uh, spots where they're not wrestling with their, their... you know, do yeah, the, no dull moment dance or pose. Yeah, I mean, but she was like that with Stardom when she was in Stardom. It was, it was a less, it was more innocent, yeah, then, yeah, think. and more flashy now, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was wow. very interesting. So it was not like a full match, you know, that's that much is true, right? They only mm-hmm. got five minutes the whole match of it, then it was all Mercedes money after that. And, uh, yeah, it was some people puzzled with it. And uh, I just took it as it is. And uh, that's what they did. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's up to debate now. Yeah, I mean, it was just a – it's hard to give a real opinion because it was just the first flash of what we're going to see in the next coming months. Yeah, yeah. It was the introduction, so. Yeah. Whereas Wrestle Kingdom is a conclusion of all of the storylines, right? Often, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what was interesting was that the next match was IWGP tag team match. You know, Yoshihashi and that, you know, uh, Hiroki Goto went up against uh, the, the FDR. Yeah. 
and it was very interesting because they were kind of new too, you know, new in that, uh, meaning that, uh, you know, old fashioned tag team, you know, guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there's been a tradition over the past couple of years of um, random foreign wrestlers showing up on the Tokyo Dome. You know, th- there was always like a, an ROH match or... Yeah, like but a, this one, that the, of... they came in as IWGP Tag Team Champions. Right. And ROH Tag Team right. Champions, double champion. And FDR, the graphic says, you know, that the old-fashioned... You know, FDR, is that like a for the record? Uh, what does that stand for? <clears throat> oh, what, it was. Um, it was okay. How can I? They and the Young Bucks had a a, a feud, kind of a rivalry. And back in, a couple years ago, the Young Bucks would often write a hashtag like FTR, you know, F the revival. Okay. And they ended That's up. That's the revival. That okay, as, I thought it was a for the yeah. record. <laughs> for the record, I like that just as much, if not better. But I, I think it stems from. I'm not. If the annoyed. revival, huh? Ah, yeah. That's. I think that's where it stems from. Ah, that's where it comes. Very from. interesting. But it was good to have this in old-fashioned short trunks, you know, wrestling boots, guys. You know, because everybody's kicking pad and uh, flashy long ties, and you know. These guys looked like old-fashioned wrestlers. The Japanese fans really like. Yeah, yeah, especially some of the fans that were there to see wrestlers like Fujinami and Keiji Muto. Yeah, they, they, they look like your Arn Anderson and Tali Blanchard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So uh, I think they, if they stay here and have like regular tours. You know, they'll be established here because the style's very, very Japanese too. Kind of classic. Yeah. Classic. Um, and also, style, not exactly good looking guys, which is okay, you know. Yeah. Hmm. But it's so hard because they changed name now that the Cash Wheeler and Ducks Howard. And I didn't, when they, when they give these guys new names, I don't remember what their names were in WWE. Mm. Yeah, yeah the, similar. That can be confusing. Yeah, very confusing. But they're good wrestlers, and Yoshihashi and Goto—they're good, good regular tag team, though, really. And mm. uh, those guys, those two guys, are like a lost, you know, basically lost in shuffle guys, you know, because Naito's factions flashier, and uh, you know, they're not exactly Bullet Club, but uh, yeah, they have. Pretty good chemistry as a tag team, Yoshihashi and uh, Hiroki Goto. They got their place. Yeah, I like that they were continu- They were continually put together, and it took time. It needed time to get them over. Yeah, and then they may not be, you know, strong candidates for G1 climaxing or tournament, but when it comes to tag team re- division, these guys are, yeah, like well, they look pretty special to me. Yeah. Better as a team. Better as a team. Yeah, and they, right. when you think about it, they don't have this tag team, tag team that many here. So, yeah. So it'll be good. Then uh, Zack Sabre and Ren Narita come in and uh, they give you the submission wrestling, you know, clinic show. And it was really good because you need to change up, you know, like a different taste of wrestling, you know, that when you go to some wrestling shows, all the matches look the same, right? Mm. <clears throat> 
So we've got to talk about uh, Zach's blonde hair. I, I wasn't sure about that. Changed his look. Yeah. Well, it, he changed his look, and after the match, he seemed like he's in the. He joined a new faction. He's right. The Australian fellows and TMDK. Right, because they look like they're here to stay. The Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols, another former WWE guys that they choose to come here. The they were was progressing now for years before WWE. I think they were they were from the Noah Dojo. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. They they either trained or stayed there, but they were yeah they were uh, living in Japan. Noah. Yeah. And they were they were on almost every tour of the year. Right, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols. So they were regulars. Yeah. So they look like they're regulars now. Yeah. So yeah, you just said. So it's like after Suzuki Gun, it's like no more than the fifteen. You know, like of twelve guys that that people want to see where they going. And they're all freelance <gasps> now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the TMD DK thing might be very interesting because they're all like technical, you know, that the submission and mat wrestling oriented, you know, like a tall foreigners. They'll be very interesting. There's one new member that they added from California, from New Japan Strong. Yeah, his name's Bad Dude Tito. He's very good. Yeah, he's very he's very talented. I think he did either one or two of the last tours last summer. Yeah. He has a great look, big dude, but can move perfect, perfect for the roster. Another great addition. Very interesting. Very interesting. What'd you, what'd you see? But they lost Jonah. Uh, yeah. There's, yeah. And he's in WWE now. Well, yeah, that's okay. Cause you know, Jeff Cobb, you know, the very similar style and similar size. Jeff Cobb, Will be here, you know. I, I I just thought they were pushing him because of uh, you know he got a big win over Okada. Yeah, but some people get know. signed away by WWE and just kind of leave. That will happen time you know time to time, but uh, New Japan is like looking for a guy who would commit to this company, and Jeff Cobb is one of them. And I'm mm. I've been hoping that they'll make Jeff Cobb a monster guy like Vader was. Yeah, or well, Scott Norton once once was. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible with Jeff Cobb. Yeah, yeah, Cobb special. No one's like him either. Yeah, so Jeff Cobb was in in, in the battle royal the, the dark match this year. But uh, yeah, I was going wow. It's like it's this big, huge roster in New Japan. It's like so many guys not not even on the card, and uh, yeah. But anyhow, that the, what did you think about the Tamatonga Coral Anderson thing? Uh, you like Tamatonga? Very much. Mm-hmm. I, I I think uh, I I read a lot of reactions online, and that what were was that? very uh, very negative, negative about it. But but um, I thought it was I was really impressed. I thought it was oh, good match. for the most part pretty pretty good, very good. I'm happy to see Tamatonga in this. I think he should be in a, a higher position on the card. I've always thought he should, you know, he's always been ready for kind of singles run to be to be somebody to be like the Jay White or, or whomever. Um, I I think he has that charisma. And also, that, he's that, very committed to his company. And also, he's a Noge Dojo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
I think the the finish was a little screwed up. I think that sucked <laughs> the, the air out of it. Thing. Yeah, it was up until yeah, that terrible. point. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that uh, the the focal point of the match all, all along was you know Gunstun, which is basically RKO. But uh, exchange that this like, who's gonna do this first and how they're gonna do it and just you know in three or four five different ways to you know go into the move they teased it and paced well the match was good the finish was oh, so so but the, it was a night for Tamatanga to actually have the single title you know single championship belt for the first time in a big you know like a big show situation like this mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and also I think you know I think he's better heel but I think he himself want to be babyface in Japan I think ultimately, for both guys, but especially for Tamatonga, I think where they'll find the most success ultimately will be in United States, like WWE someday or yeah. AEW. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> he'll be able to really connect and easily become a major major star in this market. You think so? Huh? I, I think. I, I th- more so than Japan. He'll, he'll be, I mean, just as good in Japan. I, I understand the connection to Japan. There's no reason for him to uh, to leave. Yeah, because he's course. a son of just, you know big legend, you know Tonga-san. Yeah, they can be separate. They could be separate, you know, paths. Yeah. But I, I think he's someone that could be quite popular in, in states. Yeah. Okay. Given the right circumstances. Yeah. What do you think about the this six man tag team the Muto Keiji Muto's final match with New Japan? Oh, I was surprised at the reaction. He got a big reaction when he came oh, out. Oh, real big reaction. He, and all the you know the graph, choked gra- up. graphics that the video clip about the ramp. I mean from him from eighties to nineties to two thousands, like all the you know, the small clip of videos and then he came out. Yeah. And uh this was what I expected it to be, because if you've watched any of his uh, six-man tag matches from earlier in the year, Noah, he's been doing quite a few of these matches where it's a lot of, I, I call them Shukan Pro Wrestling matches, where you <laughs> yeah. get the... Uh, the, the it's, it's moments, lots, moments from the match. It's all magazine, photos. magazine moments. Yeah. It's, uh, but this one was the best Tanahashi does a clover leaf. Because you had this, you know, the... the Shota Umino obviously would be would be a next superstar, next generation superstar, much like yesterday's you know, Tanahashi. But Tanahashi still is a big, huge superstar. Then you had Muto, it's like a three generation of complete baby face, you know, of New Japan style guys. Mm. Yeah, and that the reason that the, on the other in the side that. Heel side that the Sanada took the first. You know, no, 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 no. Holding these two guys, I'm, I'm gonna go first. If you remember Sanada, Aseya Sanada, Keiji Muto version of All Japan, right? He was the rookie there. He was he. In my eyes, I thought he was gonna be Keiji Muto Junior. I think he, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was the next. A lot of people, lot of people does moonsault, but uh, Sanada is the only one who does it like. Keiji Muto, you know, does exactly the, like Schmidt's backbreaker, boom, and set the guy on the mat, then you walk over him, then climb onto this turnbuckle, and that's a moonsault. Then uh, Muto even teased his own moonsault, and Tanahashi, you know, ran this apron and said, No, 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 you don't have to do this, you don't have to do this. It was like really <laughs> cute. You know, if it wasn't Tanahashi, people got mad at it, right? 
Right. If they want right. to see Keiji Muto's version of Moonsault. But if it was Tanahashi holding, no, no, you don't have to, sir, sir, you don't have to do this. And then, then it was like a really cute, you know, like a spot, right? Yeah. It's very, uh, that's something that Tanahashi, you would think Tanahashi would do, would you know, like a locker room. Believable. Yeah, believable. And they, when you have six man tag team situation, you have three sets of submission on a mat that the Muto, you know, giving figure four leg lock to Sanada and Tanahashi giving uh, some yeah, the Global Leaf, Texas Global Leaf, and Umino is giving uh, the, the, I think it was Bushi, that the STF and three ground submission, picture perfect places. And that's a weekly pro wrestling <laughs> shot. Yeah. What, what you used to call like a Kodak moment, right? Yeah, yeah Kodak yeah. moment. That's so right. It was yeah. like really. Uh, it was cute and it was well paced and it, serious, but not so serious. And uh, nostalgic. It yeah. was, people seem really happy because I think um, you know that for, if they're just a new casual New Japan fan, that was probably it for them. And also, you know, it probably time. was the you know Shota Umino's first and last time that you can actually team up with Keiji Muto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and this total babyface looking the trio, right? So it was. I thought it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Then Keiji and Umino got the uh, win. He got right. the, the rub. Right with his new yeah that the his finish. So it's a today's superstar won. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really good. Then as all of a sudden I realized we already have you know like already have only have three matches left. You know that the the junior heavyweight IWGP junior heavyweight four way match. Then double. Oh, did we talk about the Fujinami match? Oh, yeah, that the very beginning Antonio Inoki Memorial six-man tag team, it was a dark match, number two. Oh, okay, and it was... Yeah, Fujinami uh, Minoru oh, We did talk about that, excuse me. We yeah, did talk yeah, about Fujinami that. Minoru Suzuki Tiger Mask against Nagata Kojima Makabe. Yeah. Ultimate New Japan match. Yeah, it looked nostalgic. Then the Muto's match, of course. And because uh, Fujinami is, what, then... uh, 69 now? Yeah. 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 And then we had uh, after that we had um, what was the junior it? heavyweight title we match the, that uh, the four way Taiji Shimori, Hiromu Takahashi, and Masawato and Des- El Desperado, the top four. I, I call this the pinball match. Yeah, in a way, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I li- it was exciting. Yeah, I think Hiromu Takahashi is uh, the the teeny bit above everybody else though, as, as a superstar. Is he. He's the the new generation junior superstar. He's the the liger. Yeah, because Taiji Shimori does flashier moves, you know. But uh, Hiromu Takashi mm-hmm. obviously connects with the audience much better. Something about him, like a really lovable guy, right? And really like almost like a cartoon character walking around. Yeah, yeah. very much yeah. so. I enjoy El Desperado. Oh, great I, I like heel! Yeah, yeah. Then somebody very, very sitting right next to me asked, you know, he thought it was Mexican, right? <laughs> you know, no, I think he's Japanese. He's like, why is he El Desperado? It's like, well, why is he wearing masks? Like, Remember El Samurai, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, El Samurai was one. It was one of my favorites. Yeah, but was, if he didn't one... have mask, he would be really, really plain guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, El Samurai. That was. Yeah, Liger's oh, big rival. You know, he had his run, and El, El Desperado is the same way. He needs the the character, and he does it well. Yeah. Mm. And today's mask guy has a paint underneath the mask too. 
you know, like a black paint yes. yeah, around his eyes. It's really mysterious. So it was good that he's, he's like very succeeded because the person sitting right next to me asked me if is he Mexican, right? Yeah. <laughs> and name is El Desperado. And he, yeah, it's like a, you don't need nationality. He's a character. And uh, yeah, pinball match was good, huh? That was good. Yeah. Master Wato is the only like a really like a more of like a young lion graduate, you know, just, just turning into his own character, you know, this last year. Yeah. He's somebody uh, really, really I think he's really talented. Gifted but... athlete though. Yeah. There's something that Well that you can't teach him teach anybody experience. Right, yeah. right. So that's right. In there he did all his signature moves that looks beautiful. And uh, think about it. Hiromu Takashi doesn't really do uh, that many flashy moves. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. but it's the way he does them is very memorable. And then his face, the character, and then he yeah. his tongue out and you know, like almost cocky, but kind of cute almost. And uh, yeah. Or kind of psychotic. Yeah. Or screaming. Uh, his hair, like his costume, like you know. He's like Ren and Stimpy, or he's like a cartoon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then that guy's a star. Mm. Yeah. And then, obviously, Hiromu Takashi regained his IWGP junior heavyweight title. And that's like a beginning of the year that another run as a IWGP talent that the junior heavyweight champ starts now. And uh, probably Taiji Shimori will you know, just have title match because he's a former champion. But uh, Master Wato will be in the park this year. Mm-hmm. And people like, you know, the, who, who, all these guys who were in top of the you know super junior uh, this last December, like Leo Rush, the Yo, the TJP, the Francisco Akira, they're all they're all capable of being in that main event park in junior heavyweight division. They're so talented. They've always yeah, it's it's amazing that it's one of the really special things about New Japan is for years. They have, I think you could say around the world that they've always had the best, the strongest new, junior, junior heavyweight division. divisions. Yeah, because the the guys that are lighter and shorter, right? The junior heavyweight mm-hmm. size body, but that that's amazing. It still is the place to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's good to have division. And who created it forty years ago? It was Jushin Liger. Tatsumi Fujinami. Tatsumi Fujinami. Right. And he was hear <laughs> that. I mean, yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, because yeah, Inoki yeah. will always be the heavyweight superstar in the main event, but they created you know, Tatsumi Fujinami's you know heavyweight division, and uh, I mean junior heavyweight division, and that tradition remained to this day. Yeah, Liger, Tiger Mask, original Tiger Mask, yes, Liger, yes, Kuniaki Kobayashi, yes, El Samurai, yes, uh, yeah, other you know people from other companies like. like Ultimate Dragon, the Great Sasuke, the Super Dolphin, the even Hayabusa, the they all came in, but the, yeah, they do have this strong junior heavyweight roster for this, you know, this era. Yeah, very interesting. And um, that was good. And that was it was a five times, five times Hiromu Takahashi junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. So, and, and that I think that's when we went to the 
the main events, right? right? Two that main was... events. The one Kenny Omega against Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada against Jay White. Which one was your favorite? Well, I mean, to be honest, I think Kenny Omega and Osprey was that was my something... yeah, my, my my pick too. I mean, it was kind of a new style. It was it was these guys are super athletes. Yeah, but know, they saved it. So, um, you know, they didn't do uh, like that's from five, five, six years ago. But it was not a Will Osprey Ricochet match. Will Osprey. It was more mature. No, more mature. Will Osprey. It was, very uh, entertaining and interesting and, and storytelling uh, yeah and i thought kenny was better than ever and his facial so alone <laughs> yeah um they i mean the way they wrestle isn't like anybody else it's it's very unique it's it's like watching uh street fighter or avengers or something an advanced stage Advanced stage, yeah, and they're so. really—they're they're professionals. They're professionals. They were. There was no uh, BS in what they were doing. I mean, that—that's. Let me rephrase that. Uh, what they intended to do, they did it a hundred percent. Yeah, I was into it. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how can you not be? I don't know. It's just I, well, you don't have to think about it. It's the last like, two years or so, yeah, I became big Will Osprey supporter. Yeah, Will Osprey fan. I wasn't sure I think, when they had, you know, Will Ospreay Ricochet, you know, video game contest thing, you know, but uh, Will Ospreay really matured as a wrestler. Is, what were you going to say? I'm listening. Oh, no, uh, that era was so different. That was, I mean, what, five years ago? He, he was so skinny. He was like a different person. Yeah, from from UK, and, independent wrestler from UK. And he did the thing with Ricochet, and it got really hot on the internet. And yeah, was, like a, this yeah, like a late, late Leon White Vader got real mad up at it. That's not right. But I mean, but I mean, he. No one does what Will Ospreay does. It's not he doesn't do that. He's pretty pretty consistently great. Yeah, and then out of the world athlete. The yeah. But more both, became both. more storytelling pro wrestler is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's absolutely matured from that. And just, I believe still, this storyline that. that the Kenny Omega making comeback in the in the first time in four years and give this heel interview video, right? And uh, when I left, everybody copied Kenny Omega. What happened to New Japan? The biz- business nosedived and this and this and this. It's like a complete heel interview, right? Then the live mic microphone. I told you about this. That the Will Osprey is not much of a promo wrestler, right? But the, he grabbed the house house mic and said, "The way I look at it, he left and I stayed. That's it." Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, "Whoa!" I, I just like I'm, I even became bigger fan of Will Osprey with this short interview. Then the, the the night before the. Wrestle Kingdom, they had the te- that the YouTube press conference, and he gave another great promo. You know how during the COVID era, how he stayed in Japan and did this, and one of his friends died in in COVID, and uh, just uh, you have no idea what I've gone through, kind of thing. And Kenny Omega laughed at him. It's just a great promo, you know, like a believable, mm-hmm. believable, you know, like a setting. Does that make sense? 
they were great together yeah it was they that was my favorite and, and what was interesting was the two main events right well osprey and kenny omega they gave 34 minute and 38 seconds basically 35 minutes and okada and jay white went 34 minutes themselves too like two 30 minute main event match so they took entire one hour the last one hour of the show two matches well no wonder other matches are relatively short huh you know what's interesting in comparison to the Noah show at Budokan? Yeah. At, at Budokan, not one match went over 19 minutes, 20 minutes. Really? Everything was 20 minutes and under. I think, I don't even think the uh, Muta match was, I think it was 17. Yeah, something like the 16, 17 match, yeah. But the entrance yeah, took a lot of time, though. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of the match. Too. That's right. You know the yes Shinsuke Nakamura entrance and Great Muta entrance and 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 the finale after that. That's also not in a part of the match. So the body of That's the match right. was 16 minutes, but it was a lot longer than that. But this was like a genuine match went 35 minutes each. This time. That's the tradition. Do you think that's a tradition to to go let have a really long match? Oh, probably since Kenny Omega Okada tradition. Well, one time they went yeah. like fifty eight minutes. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a bit too long for me. But uh, yeah, last night, yeah, with a different pacing though. You know, Okada and JY obviously did less as far as wrestling move goes, but uh, they carried the match more like a slow pace and. Well, both JY doesn't do as, nearly as many as moves as Kenny Omega or, or Will Ospreay does, right? But he's a type. Right. Kenny uh, JY is a type wrestler. They carry match with psychology based a little bit. Yeah. Well, just how you look at JY as a wrestler is also mixed bag, right? Is he? I think, is he um... as good as they say he is? Some people say he's good, but says no, he's not yeah. as good, or something like that. Well, he is. I, I, he is. I have to. You can't uh, go into a Tokyo Dome situation like this and carry main event atmosphere. Yeah. This is this is like the what third or fourth big big main event that he's done, and he's. I, you can't take anything away from it. You know, he's proving he's consistent. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean. And also, he's like a homegrown superstar here. I'm waiting for him to finally turn babyface. Really? Really? And lose Ghetto. Lose Ghetto. Much like what they did with Okada, you know, five, six years ago. Right. I think when that happens, then he would become like Kenny five years ago. As babyface? I think when... If you just do one of those summer uh, <clears throat> angles where you just have him and Ghetto break up, yeah, and then have classic have run as... like a Memphis Jerry Lawler thing, <laughs> you know that style and then yeah, see what happens at, 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 at the New Year Dash at the Ota and see losing and dropping the title back to Okada. Some people think it was completely end of the uh, the era. But I look at it like a last episode of season five or something. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like exactly. there's just gonna be season six, like a long drama. But some people think that he has a house in Florida now, and he doesn't want to, 
you know, spend as much time in Japan and then he will be AEW bound or eventually he will want to go to WWE or, you know, wants to, you know, he's from New Zealand. He wants to try stateside, you know, to be a superstar. And he has his new management and manager in America for the, you know, PR. And, uh, yeah, just like a lot of things can happen. But uh, he is special. Oh, let's put it this way. What's making him special is his special connection with New Japan. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, He's in the first real New Japan. Oh, yeah, New Japan foreign grown foreign, foreign yeah, products, right. That's uh, if he cut the tie with New Japan, that he would be like everybody else. But what's making him so special is that this guy always will have deal in Japan. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a Japanese trained wrestler, he trained in Japanese dojo, Japanese dojo style, just like uh, some of the guys. That yeah, well, wasn't him. the only only one in in the first one. We had you know Finn Balor, you know, or say. Chris, uh, I'll mention his name, Chris Benoit, right? And Eddie Guerrero also was full time with Japan. Well, people like Vader or Two Cold Scorpio, uh, way back when Bad News Allen, there were American talent that were trained under New Japan Dojo situation too. But this current JY is very special product. You know what I'm saying? That uh, American wrestler look at JY think he's very special because he has this personal very strong connection directly with new japan pro wrestling then coming to america and if he cut ties with new japan pro wrestling then that'll become just like everybody else yeah so we'll, we'll see you know what this is season six or season seven has in store right yeah did you think Okada uh, Jay White match as, as, as the match content or the, how the the whole overall match was a good match? I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I thought it was exactly. They, what they had six single matches altogether, and Jay White won four, and Okada only won twice. And after the, after, the, after the match, that the first thing pretty much Okada said was like, "It ain't over." That uh, he still won't have four win over me, and this is the only second time I beat Jay White. It's gonna continue. So the, if you said that in the ring, it is going to continue. Hmm. I mean, it's official statement, sort of. See what happens. But that will probably, you know, that that uh, introduce what would be, you know, that the. Uh, business partnership between New Japan and AEW will be like the rest more wrestlers will be traveling back and forth probably Kenny Omega didn't really mention anything about AEW but he's obviously AEW wrestler you know what I'm saying having mm -hmm. IWGP US heavyweight title you know that the, the, the title will be defended in Japan and in the states so it will continue though Yeah, like you said, this and probably whatever they do tonight at uh, New Year Dash. Uh, New yeah, Year's like a Dash. season premiere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, season premiere next season. Just so. like the Monday Night Raw, the night after WrestleMania. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Same feeling. Yeah. Very good. So we, I guess we talked a lot about uh, the King, Wrestle Kingdom today, but uh, this 
I wanted to talk more about this in you know, the New Year's Eve into New Year's Day into this New Year holiday with lots, lots of, lots of wrestling in Tokyo, and you felt like well, as if COVID is completely over with. I hope, it's hope so. Getting was, back to normal. Yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was a lot of action. So cool. That was the first episode of uh, 2023. For us, yes. Yes, for us. If we want to reach out to you online, how do we do that? Uh, on Twitter, at Fumihikodayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, Fumihikodayo, or just Fumisaito on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, Fumisaito2001. And on Twitter, I'm at Justin M. Nipper, K-N-I-P-P-E-R. Uh, yeah, reach out to us if you'd like to. Yeah, and also know. questions or the topic, you know, they want, want us to cover, like the Japanese wrestling history a little bit more. Yeah, uh, we'll take all the questions. So until next time. So long from Tokyo. Credit card bill.